Rain, 
Jesus reigns. You are the King of Zion. Judas Lion reigns. Los King of Zion, Jesus Jesus reign, Jesus reign, reign, Jesus reign. You are the king of Zion, Judas Lion Ray. Jesus Ray. King of Zion, Judas Lion Ray. Jesus Ray. King of Zion, Judas Lion, reign. Oh, Jesus reign. Artisa, Artisa, Onyami, Artisa. Nasu Atesa Atesa Unyamie Atesa Nasu Yenyamie what do you desire? So, what is that? What is that? Yeah, yeah, what is that? So, what is Hey! What is that? What is what is that? What is that? What is that as it were? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. 
What is I? Oh, 
Lord deserve to be 
Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. We submit ourselves to your will, even as we are gathered here today. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank God for today. Um, anything you observed in the spirit during the week? You have any spiritual news? You got spiritual news? You had some in the previous week? Mm. All right. So, what is a man made of? What is a man made of? As human beings, what are we made of? Yeah, what are we made of? As human beings. Uh -huh. hmm. Man is of three components, or man made of, made of three elements, whatever you call it, right? The, you, are, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in what? What do you live in? You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in... Yeah. So this body is not you. Do you, do you know that? Has it always, you know, does it stay in your consciousness that this body is not you? When you look at yourself in the mirror, that is not you you're looking at. You're looking at your housing. The real you is your spirit. That is why God dwells in our spirit because he is a spirit. He doesn't um, dwell anywhere but our spirit. And Paul wanting to make, our, make, make awareness that our bodies are so, also important. He says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Temple of the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit quickens our mortal body if we trust in Jesus. But the whole big deal here is that you have a body. It is very important. But then you are a spirit. So I'm talking to you, but I'm not talking to the housing I'm looking at. I'm talking to the spirit who is the real you. And then what is the soul? What is the soul? When I say I'm the soul of a human being, what do you think the soul is? What is your soul? You see, our education system has failed us, making us think that to write an essay on yourself is about your favorite food and your best color. But then, the real self is if you can talk to us about your spirit, who you are as a spirit, and then what your soul is then you begin to understand that you know yourself. It's not about your best color and your best restaurant and favorite or whatever and your age and all that. 
Actually, when somebody says, "My, I am 40 years old. This is how long you've been here. But then your spirit is not 40 years old. Your spirit is ageless. You understand? That's why over the years, God hasn't changed. He's not an old man. I've heard some man of God say, oh, old man, I mean, he's not an old man. That is, that is blasphemy. That's an insult. He doesn't age. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, but people see him as old with gray hair, trying to use Jesus to do his businesses for him. That's an insult. So that's why the skin gets old. Because that's how long it's been here. When your spirit is not old, your soul is not old. You are ageless. The real you is ageless. Because you were made in the image and likeness of God. You are very, very ageless. It's so sad how people so concentrate on how to make sure they don't have aging skin. A lot of products on the market. Make sure that your skin stays as young as you can. You know, how long are you going to use those products? The truth here is the Bible says that they that fear the Lord and love the Lord, they are fresh. That is the only <laughs> product you need. The true presence of God in your life. Bible said Moses was 120 years old, yet his skin was like a newborn baby. Why? It's because of his connection with God. That 120-year-old man never had a wrinkle, never had to use any product. All he had was the presence of God. And we have been taken from that privilege because we've been told cosmetics is the answer. It's a shame. You're a spirit, you're ageless, and if you can be so much in God, as deep as possible, you see the effect on your skin. You'll be surprised. You will be surprised, I tell you. But we've spent so much money with a lot of stuff just to appear 20, 16. Sweet 16. Forever 21. <laughs> Anyways. So you are spirit. That's why Bible says that those who have died and when the Lord is coming in the rapture and we need to meet him up, they will put on incorruptible skin, nature. Because this one is corruptible. Talking about divine attire, special housing. You see? And just those who be alive, we will, we will find out that our skin, our this skin has also changed into the incorruptible one. And that is beautiful. And then you ask yourself, hey, so all the money I, money I spent on my, my trying to be wrinkless, it's all gone. Like, it's all gone. What do you do? Someone said, look, I'm not going to spend time getting sex because when I die, I go to heaven. Straight, straight flat to me. <laughs> so, I'm not going. But you need to take care of your skin. It's important because you want to use the skin for a long time. As long as you are here, you want to be able to use the skin for a very long time. And the secret is here is the word. The presence of God makes a difference. A lady died 
a younger sister of a 67-year-old woman died. Was it a younger sister or older sister? Yes. So you can imagine maybe she could be 70. And then this 67-year-old woman told me, look, this is my sister. She died so well. Little sugar. No oil. She's purely on vegetables. And with that, we are always, always junking. Look at me, I'm here, and she died. So she was asking, so what is all this? And I said, God has the answer. <laughs> I can't answer you. But she was very, very confused and very concerned, you know, that somebody who's taking care of her, eating and all that, has still passed on. Well, for the fact that she's ordered you, who be part of it, yeah, but you see, combination is important. God, then the other things. So your spirit is very important. That's why you have to be able to educate your spirit. Educate your spirit. I can't begin to talk about educating your spirit. It's very important. So that your spirit can take over you. And then you can hear a whisper from God. You see, the challenge for me was that until I'm able to hear a whisper from God, I'm not mature yet. Until I heard a whisper. Then the next level for you to think of is until God is able to communicate with me in tongues. I don't know him where. It's a challenge. It's not supposed to discourage you if you can communicate with God in tongues and understand. It's a challenge. You tell yourself. Number one, whisper. Number two, tongues communication. Now God talks to me in tongues and I'm able to understand. Challenge yourself. Because you are a spirit. And you got to do what spirits do. Especially spirits that are for God. You should be able to do it. You see? And if perchance you're able to see a demon, don't dare think the demon is going to speak English to you. Not unless they want to. But the language of demons ain't not English language. No ever. No Spanish. You see. So how are you able to you know one time um, it was an evening service and I had my other preach. So as I was seated at the back I was taken to a meeting. One of the planets. Uh, I can't specifically. But I know it was one of the planets. And then they they were meeting, discussing serious stuff. And Satan had this helmet to cover his face. But I couldn't, you know. He's always been doing that. And they were discussing how to give cancer out to women. They were not speaking English. See the thing? So how are you able to interpret? That is the education of your spirit. And if you are able to get into the interpretation of tongues. Paul talks about praying for that gift. Did you know sometimes you're praying in tongues but you're prophesying answers. But then you're done praying and you're feeling holy rise. <laughs> and you're waiting for answers. Quiet to, for the Lord to talk. He spoke. He couldn't interpret it. It's not his fault. So you pray for that. That as I pray and I make utterances in tongues. Lord, help me with the meaning of it. 
Sometimes he's giving you directions. He's giving you powerful insights. But you thought all you were doing is Mama May. It's not just Mama May you are doing. No. You are speaking mysteries. Heavy mysteries. Heavy, heavy mysteries. I'm telling you. In tongues, one word. One word you speak in tongues. Doesn't mean the same interpretation all the time. No. It's a spiritual language. You get it? Alright. So always look for spiritual news. Very important. Always. I have this funny question here. Are women supposed to look for men to marry? Or men are supposed to look for women to marry? Both. Men are supposed to do that. The men... Oh, the kneeling down is very important for you guys. Okay. <laughs> I wonder why you so cherish the kneeling down. The man, that's like what God said. That the man will leave. For this reason, the man will leave his father and mother and be one with his wife. So that means he didn't talk about the man going to look for the woman. He said the man will leave. But he didn't say the man should go look for the woman. He has to leave to go look for the woman. I don't, I don't see where in the Bible that a man is supposed to look for the woman. Can you prove it to me in the Bible? He is leaving his parents to be one. That means to marry. But to get the person to marry is not his job. Uh, it's a woman's job. <laughs> yes, it's a. <laughs> I uh. I will prove to you, person. I'm I'm going to prove to you. You know, we've been told that the dog is not the bone is not supposed to look for the dog. The dog is supposed to look for the bone. So we are looking at that, and then we are we are saying that yeah, so the man is supposed to look for the woman. The woman is not supposed to be looking for the man. Alright. So why are some crying in their bedrooms that no man <laughs> they are becoming rotten bones? Because stumbling blocks. Stumbling blocks. Okay. <laughs> if the dog <laughs> is supposed to look for the bone, can you imagine how long it will take the dog to look for the bone? Because there are so many distractions. Before a dog can look for a bone. Because sometimes it's not a bone the dog is looking for. What if it's not a bone the dog is looking for? Okay. Let me let me show you something. Let me show you something in Genesis and you interpret it to me now. You'll be preaching to me. In Genesis chapter 2. Let's start from verse 20. To 25. Genesis 2. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Genesis 2, 20 to 25 from the King James. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was, no, there was not found an help beat for him. 21. 
and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. 22. And the rib which the Lord had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. <laughs> 23. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And 25 says, And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Prove and show to me why he said the man must look for the woman. In 22, he says, And the rape which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. The Lord, wait, oh, I like it. That's what I'm heading towards. God brings the woman to the man. What does it mean? God is ready to take the woman to the man. But the woman must be willing to go to the man. And then if the woman gets to the man, then the man says, ha, ah, she's the one. Then he leaves the home and marries her. What am I saying? Women are supposed to hear God for their men. That's what the Bible says. If you hear God that that's your man, the next thing is that you are taken to the man. Yeah. And who takes you? The Lord. How does he take you? By you walking. By sound of men is not <laughs> <laughs> You see why a lot of things as simple, but yet people are struggling for it. Do you understand the picture here? God had already made the woman from the rib of the man. Now, it's up to the woman to fix herself to where she was taken from. By hearing God and obeying. That is what is here. No, did I read anything different? Is it challenging your intelligence? No, or is it insulting your intelligence? No, well, so what's the issue? <laughs> what is your interpretation? The, the man will see the woman. Excuse you. You were changing the whole Bible. Don't turn it upside down. 22. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And what do we have in 25? And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones. The man confirmed that yeah, what you are telling me is true. You are the woman for me. And she shall be called. So the name is given. That is marriage. Therefore the man shall leave his father and mother. And shall cleave unto his wife. What is the confusion here? What is the confusion here? But the woman didn't ask. God made the woman. 
Without a woman's permission. How do you mean without a woman's permission? Like the woman didn't ask God to make her. No. But did Adam ask God to make him? He said he needed partner. Who said it? Adam. Adam didn't say he needed it. Yes. You see the confusion? Yes, he did. No. Look at 20. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl and to the air of uh, to, and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found and help need for him. He didn't ask God for help need. God realized that the guy needed the help need. He didn't ask for, he never thought there was anything like that for him. He thought that was his job. Name stuff. Take care. Tell the land. Take dominion of the land. He didn't ask God. You see the confusion that is starting somewhere. He didn't ask God for a help need. God made him a help need. And when the woman was brought to the man, he confirmed that indeed, woo, this is a bone of my bones. It's love. Look, that's how Adam proposed to her. That's proposal right there. You are the moon of my bones. You are the flesh of my flesh. I will call you a woman. The man is Ish. The woman is Isha. The man is... That's what I said. The man must confirm. But the woman must go. Oh my goodness. Did you see verse 22? God did. And the woman obeyed. That is it. Look, you don't, you don't, that is when it comes to the will of God. If this is the will of God for you, you obey or you reject. True or not true? True. And that is it. So God didn't force the woman. No, but God made the woman. So he, he made the woman. No and the woman had what we call a will. To go or not to go. That's what some women have told the man. I don't like you. I don't love you. I don't want you. They had a will to do so. Although God had actually confirmed the two to marry. What do you think? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with it, but I'm saying, like, yeah, as the man that walks through the... The, the man life, must propose. And means, but yeah, the woman but must reveal herself. Otherwise, there will be a wrong choice. Herself? By listening to God. All right, let me give you this picture. This is the original intention of God. The woman comes out of the rib and is fashioned to get to the man. And the man proposes, like saying what Adam said. Then he leaves home as a native, whatever gets married and they start a family together. We don't see that seriously happening in a lot of ages. Why? Because of human beings inability to be clear with God on what he's saying. Number two, for those who know what God is saying, they have the choice to accept or not. Abraham told his senior servant, go to where I come from. Okay, get a woman for my son Isaac. He held
held the servant's hand and put it under his thigh and said, promise me you do so. Now the guy now has to go look for a wife. You see, things have changed. But he prayed. Said, he said to God, let a woman who first comes to the well to ask to feed me and my cattle, my donkeys, let that woman be the wife for my master Isaac. So he got to the well. You know the story. She appears. And so you are a stranger. You come from far. How can I help? Can I feed you? And listen, a donkey drinks up to six gallons of water. And he had about five or ten. So you can imagine how long it took her to stress herself to feed all those donkeys. And then she was confirmed. We saw the beginning of the changing of the system. Because how was Rebecca supposed to know her husband was in a far land from her? It had to be a woman who could hear God. But she wasn't hearing God. But when she was told, she agreed. I've never seen him, but because of what you said. I'll go. In this age, where the Holy Spirit has been freely given to us, we still have women suffering from hearing God. And we still have men suffering from hearing God. So the pattern is that any one of these guys, whether a man or woman, that can hear and confirm, should move first. But it is not the tradition God made. That is my, it has always been the man looking. Looking. Do you know you can find a similar picture of what God gave you and will marry that person. But that was not the person. Similar. Why? The devil can come as an angel of light too. So it has to take the two to hear God. Have you not realized those days where they used to choose wives for men and women, those marriages never divorced or broke. Have you checked it? Those years, especially these African years, where the family would choose a woman. The man would just go and tell his parents, I'm ready for marriage. Choose a woman for me. Then they would take the homework, look for a woman, and then they know the character, they know the family, they know their history, and then marry them. Then they learn to love themselves. Those marriages were very much longer. Wait, take our generation. Where we say, Mom and Dad, don't look for the woman for me. I want to choose. And then they go and choose and say, I love this one. And they marry. Look at the rate of divorce between that generation and our generation. Ours is higher. What's the issue? You can see. When our families were looking at character, we are looking at features. 
and other physical touchable things. Of course, you hear, still hear some many rumors. I'm looking for God-fearing guy who loves God. And when they say the guy always going to church, very meek, he is the one. Who told you? <laughs> you see, but our parents did great work. Great work. What is the bottom line? Hearing. Let me give you this picture. Years ago, years, years, years ago, I was in a program and the Lord told me, see this girl? She was seated right behind me. Make her your wife. I said, okay. I told someone to also pray. Now, I approached this lady right after the closing of the program. <laughs> I didn't waste time. And then I said, can I have your number? I want us to do. So she obeyed and gave me the number. We spoke and I told her, you were the one for me. I don't beat around the bush. Marry me. She said, blah, 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 blah. Said, okay. Tried for years, like two years. Then I got mad. Like, fine. Enough is enough. Forget it. I left. Forgot it. It was done. And then Veronica happened. Then I mean, before Veronica, that was the oldest one. But oh, John. So <laughs> Veronica happened. And then. When I got married on, in 2017, I had a program at UPSA campus. So the picture I posted, this girl who was rejecting me so many times saw the wedding ring and then sent me a messenger, message in the messenger. John, are you married? I would just say Photoshop, Photoshoot, and I said, whatever, what is it? And I said, yeah. She said, okay. Recently, the clerical picture I posted, she sent me a message. I shouldn't have let you go. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> then, she told me. I wanted to know the reason why she was rejecting me because I've never had any woman reject me before. She broke that record. It was so painful. I needed to know why she did that. And then she said, the thing is that I loved you, but I was childish. And I didn't know anything about these things. But I still even do love you. But you should have chased me long enough. And I said, well, I am a guy of a lot of patience. 
But when I feel rejected, I don't wait any longer. <laughs> he said, but I wasn't rejecting you. I was just trying for you to push harder. So to push harder to marry you at the end of the marriage, you're still going to be human beings. Like you're not glorious or an angel. You're a human being getting married. So what's the push for? I don't push like that. And so far, I've never pushed for any woman to accept me like that. Like I, I want two years for you. I've never gone two years chasing a woman. You've broken my record. Guess what? For all these years, she's still not married. Ask yourself. All these years, she's still not married. What's the issue? Hearing God. That is what I'm talking about to you. Hearing God. The only thing that you cheat yourself with is not able to hear it. If you can't hear God, you will depend on those you think they hear God. And that is the beginning of fraud. Because I will feel you are very dependent on me. And I can bluff anytime, show off anytime, because I'm like a God in your life. That is why a lot of people depend on their pastors for directions. And I don't want to be that kind of pastor. You know why? That is not what God told us to do. And they are very good churches. They tell them, people, hear God for yourself. It's very important. Hear God for yourself. And then that's the end of the service. But how can the people hear God? That is a problem. You know why they can't really, really, really tell the church members, teach them how to hear God? Because it's like there's no formula to it. And they themselves, though most of these church leaders hear God, but they struggle to confirm. Because I tell you, there's a whole world, whole struggle until the whisper is clear. You fight every day. Who spoke to me? <laughs> Who did that? But I can tell you authoritatively and being experienced in hearing God. God, when he speaks to you, he never convinces you when he's speaking to you. Anytime you are hearing a voice that is convincing you, no outright, that's not God. God speaks and what he's saying is like a command. As instructive, it's like a command. And he is not giving you sp spices that will entice you to want to do what he's saying. No. How do you know that? Read through the Bible. The people he spoke with, he never convinced anyone. That's why Jesus himself, when he was speaking to human beings on earth, he never tried to convince anybody. 
Because that is the format. For example, he will tell you, this is your husband. He will never tell you, look at his hair. Look at his flap. That guy is what you're looking for. No. That is not God. God will tell you, marry him. He told Abraham, go to a land I will show you. And I will bless you. End of it. And I will make you great. As a, as, a, as a promise to the command. That is it. He never told him. You know I'm God, right? You just do what I'm telling you. You'll be so powerful in the world. No. He knew he was going to make the guy powerful. But he just told him, and I will bless you. Of course, if you obey God, he blesses you. So he told him, I will bless you. That's all. And the guy who obeyed, a God has never seen, a God has never heard before, and we've seen the results. So, you will know God is speaking to you when the, what he's saying. And then, the, the funny thing is that you ask yourself, okay, this one is, is like a command, but what if I, it's my mind that is commanding me? Your mind does not know how to command you. Alright? You know why? Because your mind reasons like you. You see? So your mind will try to advise you. Suggest to you. Give you opinion. God does not give you give opinions. He speaks a word. Even if it's a conversation very straightforward. That's why I asked you. What is your soul? Can you still, can you have, a, do you have an answer for me? I haven't forgotten that one. Hmm? Your hired self. Your soul is your, that's what I'm trying to. Like your, like your better version. Your soul? So which one is the bad version? What did she eat? What did she eat? Because oh. there's a witch somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> your soul is a better version of you. It's your actual, it's, it's who you are. You, like, if you're supposed to present yourself in, like, in your soul, mm -hmm. that's like, you can't change who you are, but it's like, So your soul is something you can't hide. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But I'm still looking for something. Wait. Let's define what your spirit is. What is your spirit? Who are you as a spirit? Who are you as a spirit? Say you are a spirit. Man is a spirit. And the church member said, Hallelujah, I'm a spirit. Shabbat and they go home and say, like, hey, I'm a spirit. But who, who are you as a spirit? Then like, uh, let me call Pastor James. <laughs> Pastor James like, there's a question here from Jehovah's Witness guy. <laughs> who, are, who am I actually as a spirit? 
Who are you as a spirit? You see, anytime I go to a church, I'm not able to hear something deep. I feel insulted. And I don't want you to leave feeling insulted. You got to have something deep. Who is a spirit? Who are you as a spirit? Well, to make it very simple for you, God is a spirit. Right? I would say he's a father of all spirits and a lord of all flesh. God is a spirit. He's a father of all spirits. As spirits, what does he do? You see, they begin to define what the spirit is. What does God do? Paul spoke about the Holy Spirit. He says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. What does it mean? The Holy Spirit can grieve. That means he can also be happy. He can. He speaks because he speaks. God speaks. God has shown number of account where he got up, he got bad. So your spirit is a communicating agent. And you are a communicating agent. Anything that cannot be communicated does not have life. You see it? If it cannot communicate and cannot be communicated to that thing does not have life. So your being somebody that can communicate and can be communicated to defines and confirms that you are a spirit. Because you do what God can do. God can see. All these things are communication. Seeing, hearing, talking, feeling, Expression, emotions, this communication. So your spirit man is the, the main communicating agent. And that is you. A man can be blind physically but see spiritual visions. There's a man like that in Ghana. He has an Okanta. He has prayer camp. Very blind. And he can tell you everything about your life. The physical eyes that are blind doesn't mean that you lack communication. If your spirit man is alive, you see better than those with physical eyes. These are called windows. If your windows are closed in your house, doesn't mean you can see. Yes, that you can see as the windows are closed. Alright? But if you use something that is deeper than physical stuff like the internet that is not something you can touch so the man okay can say okay my windows are closed but I want to see what is happening outside so if he has a CCTV outside he can see what is happening outside on his TV it's, it's not physical it's wire issue so physical eyes are uh, closed but mm, the main CCTV is working. So, 
communication that which communicates that agent is your spirit that's what god prefers to dwell where he can communicate with you your mind and your brain are not the same but you know usually we go like this my mind where the brains are you point but that's not your brains are not your mind you can touch the brains but you can't touch your, your mind is your soul but you can't touch but now let me make this very simple for you to follow if your spirit is that which communicates your spirit should have intelligence and that is your soul the powerhouse of intelligence is your soul that's your mind your mind and your soul are the same. Your mind and your soul are not the brains. Your spirit communicates, but it has its intelligence from your soul, your mind. It's, it's intelligence that you can touch. You can touch it. You can, can you touch intelligence? No. It is a powerhouse. That's where. And that is what controls your brain on how to be able to retain information. Your brains are trained for retaining of information, for giving out of information. That ability is given by your soul. You catch it. So, as you were growing up, you were taught, this is blue. This is red. This is green. That is the training of your brains to capture that information and to give back that information when needed. But the ability to do so, that intelligence for your brains to be able to hold information is from your mind, which is your soul. So when I'm going for soul winning, what do you think you're trying to say? We just want a soul for God. What does it mean? We were able to get this intelligence to receive what God has prepared for us called salvation. So when your soul, this intelligence you have, is able to admit that Jesus is Lord, your spirit communicated us. Are you confused? Yeah. You can have brain transplant. You can never have soul transplant. You can never. When somebody gets an accident, you see the brains are out. They gashed out. See, the person is brain dead. But why is the person still breathing? There's an intelligence somewhere. somewhere. The guy is dead. Brain dead. Is he? But why is he breathing? Oh, because the heart is pumping. That's what science can tell you. That you go deeper, you know why. That intelligent realm 
hasn't given up yet. Until the communicating agent spirit is told it's time to die. Surprisingly, I didn't put echo in this one. <laughs> it's told it's time to die. The intelligence speaks up and says, okay, let's go. The moment you tell yourself, my life is a mess. That intelligence is communicated to your brains. And then the, the center for retaining information receives that information and says, yo, we are a mess. And that's it for you. Kenneth Hagen was praying for a guy who was sat in a wheelchair. A lot of people were getting the healings, but he wasn't getting healed. And the man of God was challenged. So what? Then the Lord told him, this guy has set spiritual laws in motion. So he asked the guy, what have you been saying all these years? And guess what? He said, my great-grandfather was paralyzed at the age of 40. My father, my grandfather, same thing. My father, same thing. So I just told myself, that is a trend. I'm also going to be paralyzed at 40. said, you set that spiritual law in motion for your life. You should have rejected that. But then, every part of you has registered that information. It's time to let it go so he can be healed. Until he denied it, he couldn't get healed. Powerhouse. Alright. So what is your spirit? Who are you as a spirit? Who are you as a spirit? Oh, please, make me feel good. <laughs> Communicating agent. What is a soul? powerhouse of intelligence and your brains. Your brain, yeah. Trained to retain and to give. Jesus says something very tricky here in Matthew 13. I think we look at Matthew 13, 15, and we are out of here. Matthew 13, 15. Just to, let's start from verse 10. No, you don't miss where this thing came from. Matthew 13, let's from verse 10 to verse 15. Maybe we end in 17. 
And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou not? Um, why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you, disciples, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. So Jesus was speaking in parables to the people. Disciples came to him and said, Why are you always speaking in parables to these people? And they was given the reason. 12. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. More abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore, speak I unto them in parables, because they seeing, see not. Hey! This is where the trouble is coming from. Very tricky. They seeing, see not. Get TPT ready for us from verse 13. TPT. They seeing, see not. And hearing, they hear not. Neither do they understand. 14. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand. And seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes are they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their ears, they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I shall heal them. Hmm. 16. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Hmm. Very mysterious. Bless us with TPT. Matthew 13. Verse 10 to 17. Then his disciples approached Jesus and asked, Why do you always speak to people in these, wor in these hearts to understand parables? Mm. He explained, You've been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden mysteries mm. of the realm of heaven's kingdom, mm. but they have not. For everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation hmm. until he has more than enough. But those who don't listen with an open, teachable heart, even even the understanding that they think they have will be taken from them. That's why I teach the people using parables, hmm. because they think they are looking for truth, yet because of their heart, be, yet because their hearts are unteachable, they never discover it. Although they, they will listen to me, they'll never fully perceive the message I speak. The prophecy of Isaiah describes them perfectly. Although they listen carefully to everything I speak, they don't understand the thing I say. They look and pretend to see, but the eyes of their hearts are closed. Their minds are dull and slow to perceive. Their ears are plugged and are hard of hearing. And they have deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. 
Mm. Otherwise, they would open their eyes to see oh. and open their ears to hear oh. and open their minds to understand that then they would turn to me and I would instantly heal them. <laughs> but blissfully, blissful are your eyes, for they see. Delighted are your eyes, delighted are your ears, mm. for they are open to hear all these things. Mm. Many prophets and godly people yearned to see these days oh. of miracle that you've been favored to see. They would have given everything to hear the revelation uh, you've been you've been favored to hear. Continue. Amen. Amen. What is the secret here? It's simple. Why are a lot of Christians not able to hear spiritually? And not able to have deep spiritual communication from God. It's right here. Because they don't have an open heart. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And what is an open heart? A heart that is teachable. You know it. A lot of Christians are not teachable. When I was giving reasons um, how to know the perfect will of God, I mentioned there that you should be teachable. When you say somebody is teachable, it's not that the person is quiet listening to you to teach the person and the person gets up and says, wow, it was a beautiful service. No. That is not a teachable person. A teachable person is he that, number one, respects the information. Number two, appreciates the one giving the information. Number three, practices the information. If the information is not practiced, you are not teachable. See, God wants to speak to you, but you've got to be teachable because what he says must be practiced. And if you're somebody who doesn't practice what you are taught, scriptural-wise, how can you practice what he tells you? Where is charity beginning from? And so for those who do not communicate what they are taught, God can't tell them what he wants to tell them because they can't communicate it. What opens your spirit to be spiritually industrious before the presence of God as when you are able to practice? James said something. He said, those who hear the word and they forget. He says, their foolishness is measured to the one who looks at his face in the mirror goes back and forgets how he looks like. Can you imagine the guy left and said, wait, wait, my nose, was it pointing or flat? <laughs> you just watch yourself in the mirror. He says, those who hear the word and are not doers are like this guy. So you see, you can fast and pray. Bede, 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 open my ears, oh God. I receive spiritual eyes. I receive spiritual ears. And you are not teachable. No. I didn't say it all. We read it. An open heart is a heart that is ready to put to work the information. That is a teachable person. You see? So, if you go out, practice, practice,
practice put to work what you heard not just put to work but constantly remind yourself of what you told that information is precious mm. then the lord speaks and you know and you know and you know this is the voice of god see i just gave you gold a lot of churches are not able to analyze the things a lot a lot you know why you know why most of our leaders are not teachers they were before they stopped being why they know it you see hearing is important You can let go anything. But when you lack hearing, you are in trouble. See why it's so difficult for a lot of Christians to just understand simple truth when you tell them that this thing they are saying is not true. They will deny. Why? They are not spiritually discerning. And the reason is that they are not in the place where they appreciate teaching of the word. Most of them. The day you will spend three to six hours listening to messages, preaching, you will begin to appreciate God. Tell me. Those who spend hours watching movies, they appreciate script writing. Because they see the story of different movies and they're like, wow. Same way, those who spend time in spiritual works, they appreciate the Bible. They appreciate God for that. Paul says that the scriptures are the breath of the Holy Spirit. So as you are hearing the scriptures and you practice them, what, what are you doing? You are inhaling the breath of the Holy Spirit so much so that you are opened for spiritual communication. That is what makes your prayer life beautiful. Very beautiful. Because you know what to talk about. You know what to talk about. You know what to say. If out of you go somewhere and you are not prepared and they call you. Oh, come and just give a word of a You just know what to say. It's not because the no no no. No no. You are you are a word practitioner. You are a, a student of the word. You practice. So when you get a mic, oh, you have a lot of things to say. And the spirit of God, because he communicates with you, being a practitioner of the word, he gives you easy communication. And you flow. Then you hear God, number one, for yourself. You hear God, number two, for your family. You hear God for others. This person is a Christian. Because he is not practicing the religion. This person is practicing Christ. You catch it. 
Any question? I'm done. Any question? Any? Oh. You mean to say it was such cheap teaching? <laughs> and you can just understand and go. Oh. Oh, it was too clear. Oh, don't make me blush. <laughs> you sure? No question. Mm. Nice one. You know, somebody said, a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. Is it true? It's not true. Prayerless Christian. Christian is a powerless Christian. If a car has been in a garage for 20 years, has it stopped being a car? It's still a car. Just a lot of things are there because it's not been active. You see? So, powerlessness is where there's no knowledge. No knowledge. Because knowledge is power. That's why Paul says, everything I have is done as because of the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. If you have the knowledge, then it makes your prayer deeper one. So it's very important that you practice what you are taught. Because then when you are praying, sharp, the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous. Why the righteous? Remember last week, the righteous the guy who is matured in Christ knows how to use a skillful in the word of righteousness. It's not a babe. A babe is unskilled in the word of righteousness. But if you're matured, you are skillful in the word of righteousness. You, 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 it, you are just loaded. You just open your mouth and the Holy Spirit grants you utterance. And when you pray, oh boy. Uh, uh, Communion, please. Communion. Ah, when you pray. It is well. It is well. It is well. It is well. In the name of Jesus, it is well. With my soul today. Hallelujah. It is well. It is well. Somebody is really suffering. In the name of Jesus, it is well. You know, there's something called plate. It's not in there. It's there. It is? It is there. Oh, because I didn't see it in the bag. No, it's just there. Check. It's white and round. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the plastic, I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, I put it there when I came in. Oh. It is well. It is well. So what are you going to put to practice today? And the rest of the... So what are you going to, put, what are you going to practice? Uh -huh. You're going to practice what you've heard. Right.
Paul does not want to accept it. No, 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 I'm saying that. That's how I'm going to fly. That's where you're going to fly. Okay. And if you're not able to hear the voice. No, but that's not what I said. To hear. Uh huh. Spiritually. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, they have the Uh huh. And then I give a very simple way of boosting your hearing. Right. The first of first thing I I give is a challenge. Two challenges. Until you hear a whisper, and then until he communicates with you in tongues. But then you also have to pray for the interpretation of tongues because what you're speaking yeah what you're saying in tongues could be a prophecy a direction an instruction whatever but the bottom line is that you should be teachable and somebody who practices what you hear right so there's something you're going to practice and i'm asking what are you going to practice as you live here hey See, it's very simple. <laughs> what are you going to practice? Simple. What you've been, the word of God you've been hearing, you're going to start practicing it. Simple. See how simple it is. Hey. So, when we are marking M1, A1, method one, answer one, some of you are going to get. <laughs> Answer one, method zero. Or method zero, <laughs> So you just have to refer your notes. Start practicing. And then learn how to be listening to preaching. It's everywhere. And sometimes you sleep through listening to the preaching. It's very important. What I'm saying is like, for example, you are hearing five hours of message. Definitely you sleep. But then, as you are hearing and you slept, it's very powerful. You see, than hearing something else that made you sleep. You catch it? Yeah. Maybe you were going to sleep. Like some of these, only the Papa Young Senator. That's her life musician. So imagine you are hearing, listen to Machi the Day to sleep. Serious! Yeah, all what he's saying. And then you slept. What is what is happening to you? Is something you don't want it to happen to you. There's no spiritual growth. Ah. All right, let's let's pray. Pray to God. This is a communion. Mm-hmm. You know the power of it. Talk to God about it. Ba 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 ba. Glory to God. Oh. Thank you. Father, you answered us last week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
defaults ever heist labels that a hater so cover it he's still a hater right now Decova haste Zabavali holds a pevelace Dora bras zevela jobre de ketos ever Palarabu jevlara da deco zelete that who hates the hose of Aleko Shalara Bradu Behaste Alebrada Badoz and Anana Maliho Besepe Tebeloze, if a high evokes a lace, a Bahai, if a house shall a break at his horse. Arabalai Tofa Bahai, you step a lace, Baba Hosha, then Kubaha de Hades Deleboba the head at the Behada was a Bahai Tebo Hosha, Bree, Zubli Hades on Veskela height. Monarch of Rosa Palida, I was so great as Cavaloza de Vedia Tuzes Arabosa and Arabosa and Anabovelator Alabosa and Adamanabo Velestes Taradabro Velay Cora Brada Tiso Valade Vitose Hastes Los Valaitus ever hate Vela Hoshes Vidosa Velays on the heat of say Rabadi Hosevites Thoski lay haste Bahali Lomba Harebros de Vela Hedus Tis endos bevel heish dos abahala batuze behay. Thank you, Lord. Malauzenda. Mito bevel heish dos. Thank you. Maduja behay. Thank you. 